Did you ever see the clip of Ernest Borgnine when he was on the Today Show and they were like, Ernest Borgnine, you made it to like 85. How did you keep being so old? And he like turns to the camera and he's like, I love to masturbate. <laughs> and everyone's like, what do we do right now? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just its first televised episode, and rate it on that episode alone, ignoring anything we might know about the future run of that show. This week we're going to be talking about The Crew. The Crew went 10 episodes, lasting one season so far on Netflix, and we're going to be talking about episode one, I Guess That Cake Did Need to Be Refrigerated, which originally aired February 15th, 2021. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me, as always, the guys, Gordo, Joe, Nick, and Ferg. What's going on, everyone? Hello. Hello. Hector's going to love it. <laughs> and uh, I started by talking about that it was one season. Is it is it officially done, or we don't know it that yet, right? It was canceled officially on the same day as Country Comfort. So burn in oh, hell, both of these Come on, shows. Netflix. Come on. <laughs> I don't know how they could cancel a wonderful 30-minute Dunkin' Donuts commercial like this TV show was. Right. I have that. One. I'm going to get to that when we get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to, Yeah, I, I definitely want to I, I want to deep dive into that specifically as we get to it. But yeah, so for sure we'll talk about the Dunkin' Donuts. I didn't notice. Later. What? It's the whole scene of the show. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is not only that. All right, so, I've now seen that episode twice. I didn't notice. I was going to say, I oh. know you've seen the episode multiple times too. Uh, but that being said, so the crew leading into us doing this episode and prepping for it, who has and hasn't seen the show uh, beforehand? Watched it all. I have not. I have not. All right. So first time for me, Gordo and Nick, Joe and Fergie, you guys watched this whole uh, 10 episodes beforehand? Yep. Whole thing. Okay. And we watched it just like Country Comfort. We watched it all in one night, like the week it came Same. out. We ordered pizza. It was February. It was cold and snowy. We just watched the whole thing. I'll say a lot of these Netflix shows, especially I think I'd like rather the- shovel. The Netflix sitcoms, especially, they're quick and, you know, they're light enough so you can binge them pretty easy. And they're fairly short seasons. I think they always do like 10 episode seasons, all these shows, it seems, like eight or 10 episodes. This didn't feel yeah. short. But like, there's not like, you know how like some shows will have like, first season is 23 episodes long. And like yeah. that, that never happens with these Netflix shows. I think that's dead, honestly. I think that's like a dead sort of formatting thing right like yeah maybe for some major like networks like nbc abc cbs whatever but i mean even a show that comes out like what was that show with uh, like mr mayor right if you're like last year huge cast big network 10 episodes like we're not gonna put all the money in right now to figure yeah. it out we'll see if you know we'll like it and funny actually is i've been uh watching the good place since we did it and um, there's an episode where Tahani is watching one of her like British TV shows and someone asked her, said, oh, what's this? And she was like, oh, this is so and so. It's been on uh, it's been on the air for 16 years. They've made it almost 30 episodes. So I guess that's like a, a common thing to have, you know, just be on forever and just release like an episode every six months for some reason. Yeah, a lot of those British shows like um tend like to run like Who. six episodes. They, they, well, they, they, they don't hiatuses. do seasons, they do series, yeah. But um so a series it would be like six episodes, like typically. But yeah, let's talk about this show. <laughs> the one that uh <laughs> that we intended to do. So let's get right into it. The first scene, we're just at like this NASCAR track 
and we see Kevin James, who plays Kevin, and he's talking. He's talking to uh, Jake, who's the the NASCAR driver. So From it State looks Prime. like so it looks like Kevin is the crew chief. Am I getting this right, Nick? Uh, Nick, sir, Nick, you're our resident NASCAR Not guy. Really. Group, I mean, right? I like I'm familiar with it, but like <clears throat> I always just watched it when my dad was watching it. I never like watch it on my own. But it would be safe to say that you know more about NASCAR. I than guess the yes, other yes, four yeah, of yeah. us combined. I don't know. Gordo lived in Florida, so. That's, That's a very valid true. point. I used to watch it a little bit when I was younger, but I'd always fall asleep. Uh, hey, I remember your Jeff Gordon posters. Was it just because his name was Gordon? It was definitely <laughs> kind of the last name. Just going to say, like, isn't there a guy named Gordon? <laughs> very Dude, rare Gordon. does that happen. There's a guy with my last name. Yeah, Gordon's super uncommon. You have the most <laughs> that rare last, last name, last Gordon. name of all of us, yeah. It's in sports, you know. I, mean, I can think of a bunch. Josh Gordon. Uh, ben Gordon, basketball. Yeah, Gordon Bombay. Sorry, I had to go first name. <laughs> I appreciate that. There's, there's plenty. <laughs> Gordon, I mean, the, from the Nike commercials, where they're like, "Do it, Gordon," from those Massachusetts Nike commercials from when we were kids. Yeah, the famous basketball player Michael Gordon. <laughs> yes. Anyways, do it, Gordon was in session nine. That was yeah, session it was nine. Session do nine. it, Gordon. Do it, Gordon. Yeah, that was a Nike joke. Do it, just do it. Oh, do it, Gordon. I was oh. trying to go high. Oh, it's a joke. This is what I get for not making just the easiest pun joke like I normally do. I tried to go one tier above and just fucking stick to what you know, right? You're too smart for us, Joe. Yeah. (laughs) That multi-layered insane asylum slash Nike joke didn't quite hit, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you fly too close to the sun. Yeah. So, all right. So now we have Kevin, who's the crew chief, though, right? That's that's the position. That's what you would call him, I guess. I think so. And then um, he's trying to kind of give, like, Jake this pep talk before the race. And he's giving him a little bit of advice. And as he's talking, you just see like Jake's head starts to bob. And it turned out that he had headphones in. But when I first saw it, I thought he was just doing like a weird neck stretch because it didn't it didn't look like he was bobbing his head to music. It was very, very awkward. I agree. Yeah, it didn't look like a, a, a natural bob. He wasn't bobbing to like a, a, a normal beat. It would have had to have been some sort of strange music. But I feel like you can read it right away. Like, I knew right away. This is where the, my blood Same. started to boil for the first time. Everything about this show is like, hey, modern. And it just <laughs> fucking throws it at you. And it's so aggravating. And this is like the very beginning of it. Well, yeah, because his response is, did you hear the new Cardi B? It's sick. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'd like to go on record, too. I have no idea who the fuck that is. I, I mean, I know the would. name. I don't think I could pick her out of a lineup. Really? Yeah. Guys. Come she's on. very, no, I very know popular. Car- Even I know who Cardi B is. She I mean, did I've that heard the name, song. but I don't know who it is. I couldn't tell you a song. You guys don't she know did the WAP song. The, the wet-ass pussy song. <laughs> Please clip that. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> okay, going so she's the, the WAP girl. She's the WAP girl with Megan D. Stallion. And they I think I need, to, I need to let it be known that Joe not knowing who Cardi B is is not because he's old. It's just because he's not in tune with like pop culture at all. Yeah, I live inside of a glass bubble of insanity. I have no idea what any of this shit is. That's why he moved to the state that's still stuck in the 60s. (laughs) Yeah. If Cardi B was in like a 1970s action movie, then like there's a chance Joe would know who she is. Oh, for sure. If she was like a Charles Bronson love interest at some point. Delta Force Cardi B. (laughs) Hey, I got a wet ass pussy over here. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody go get him up. (laughs) <laughs> why is it always funny Charles Bronson and Cardi B in buckets 
At what point, by the way, does someone like finally give up on our show because they're tired of hearing us do old timey voices? Because <laughs> I feel like it's not going to go away. It's not going to go in- away. We're anytime bringing in soon. that old timey crowd. It's all good. We lose some, we gain some. So yeah. So from there, after referencing Cardi B, uh, Jake starts to check himself out in like the reflection of Kevin's sunglasses. He's kind of like a complete airhead, and they're they're really driving it in like immediately as soon as you meet this character. Yeah, there's no subtlety in that. Also, like, couldn't they have picked, like, if they're gonna go with that, like, he's vain thing, couldn't they have picked the more handsome fellow? Like, I guess I didn't have a strong opinion of him one way or another. I mean, I had to look him up because a few people in the show, I had no idea who they were. Obviously, some people and one character, which I think makes the most sense in the world. I'm like, when I saw him, I was like, oh, my God. But uh, this guy was like just in a bunch of Harry Potter movies. Does that make sense? I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. I haven't either, actually. The driver? Yeah. Who do he play? Yeah, what was his character? Was it Fantastic Beasts or actual Harry Potter? Because there haven't been a new Harry Potter in a long time. Well, I imagine he was young. Right? I imagine he was like a kid, right? When I looked up his IMDb, it looked like he was in like two different... There's Okay, there was a part one name? and a part two. I remember that. Death uh, Hollows? Greddy Stroma. Spell that? G-R-E-D-D-I-E. Stroma. S-T-R-O-M-A. Like Troma with an S. That's a strange name. That's yeah, an interesting name. But I didn't know who he was, but when I looked him up... At the time, I remember seeing that too, being like, "Who's this guy?" And he was Freddy like, Stroma. At least, oh, Freddy Stroma. I think too. Yeah. Why did you say Greddy? Who the fuck's Greddy? What's Freddy. his real name? Freddy. 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 Did I say Greddy? Yes. yes. <laughs> I write these notes and while I'm drinking. Okay, it. give me a break. That's probably pretty good for drinking. I got Stroma, right? Oh my God, Ferg! Do you see who his wife is? No. The girl from VGHS. Uh, from what? From VGHS. Oh, what wow. is that? Yeah, video game. Uh, nothing high you guys would ever see. It oh. was. It's like a YouTube show about kids going to a video game high school. It's not as bad as it sounds. I'll tell you that. But it uh, was hilarious. It was pretty so, good. That yeah. sounds. It was a terrible. YouTube series. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that bad. So, guys, uh, Freddie Stroma played Greddy. Cormac. Freddie. I said Freddie. I didn't say Greddy. <laughs> it's uh, Greddy. Fre- Greddy Stroma. Thank you. Played Cormac McLagan in. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. So I was going to make up a name originally when you were looking, and then the real name was even dumber than the actual name that (laughs) (laughs) I was going to make up. He was racist against wizards, Jay. He was like the opposing Quidditch captain. Oh, yeah. Cool. Hey, at least he was a captain, right? He rose Kid, don't cool me with Harry Potter. You just spent 10 minutes playing Pokemon with three people. On my phone, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's don't act like you're so fucking cool for not liking Harry Potter when you're playing with little dolls. It's I don't play with little, it's a it's an app on my phone. I don't have, have a room full of little dolls, Jay. <laughs> I have <laughs> to be I have, fair. To be fair, I collect uh, some wrestling figures. Little dolls. If only they had little cars they can drive around in, Nick. Yeah, I got some. <laughs> vroom vroom. Oh my god, you guys should like combine hobbies. It would be. And awesome. then you guys could do a, a NASCAR episode of. Uh, your I can't. Show. This is enough NASCAR for me for a long time. Once you can have your Stone episode. Cold figure ruin my Corvette figure. <laughs> but uh, all right. So now, anyways, moving forward. So when Kevin sees Jake staring at himself through the reflection of his glasses, he finally grabs him and he drags him into the garage area where the rest of the crew is, and he like throws him to the ground. And they're arguing about why, like, they don't win. And Jake, Jake was like, the other drivers get to listen to music. He's like, they win. Like, it's, like, it's okay for them to do it. You're not winning. And then Jake goes on to blame the car. Valid argument. Yeah. And then Jake blames the car. And then another member of the crew, who later we find out his name's Chuck, goes for him and like says he wants to slap the blonde highlights out of his head, which I don't think he had any blonde highlights, though. So. These are natural. But What is Chuck from? 
because Ch- Ch- I don't know if I recognized his voice or him. You know his there voice. There was something familiar about him. From what, though? He's Uncle Ruckus. Oh, oh yeah. From the Boondocks. Shit. Okay. That's what it is. He's one of those guys who's in a million things, but when he starts yelling, you're like, because it's a voice thing, you're like, oh, shit, that's Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> So here's something I don't know if any of you picked up on, and it was really, really bad, and I rewound to make sure that, like, I saw correctly. When Chucky yelled that at him, that he was going to slap the blonde highlights out of his head, he was dubbed over. That's not what the original line was. It was very obviously dubbed. I I don't know what the original line was. I'd like to think that he did, like, an Uncle Ruckus line, and Netflix was like, yo, you can't say that on this Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Can we get, like, a deaf person to read his lips? It looked real bad and off. Like, it looked like he was saying something completely different. So usually, like, they probably just cut the audio in from one of the takes and then used the video from another take. So it was probably just off sync, and he was still saying the same thing. I would say, well, not rewatch it, but maybe I'll, like, cut the clip for you to see, but... It's so off that I don't think it's just out of sync. It looks like he said something. Did it look different. like he was like swearing or something that they'd take the edit? I don't it think out he would have swore because it's a Netflix show, but I bet it was something like, I'm going to kill you or something like that. And they went, nope, too far. And they probably told him to dial it back or something like that. They're okay. like, hey, that's, man, that's my if guess. you swear on the show, we'll end up having to cancel it after one season. So clean up your language. <laughs> Maybe it would have been more successful if they were edgy. They're like, I'm tired of this swearing this episode is the pits stop mm, nah, nothing right. that was funny oh, you knew yeah. you were forcing it as you were saying it like you didn't like the joke as it's coming out of your mouth so this turns into a whole like scuffle anyways they're all wrestling around until someone starts singing the star spangled banner like from the actual race because the race is going on outside and then everyone in the crew immediately gets like they stand up and put their hands over their hearts and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it was weird. That's was the moment really where you know exactly where the show is going, right? They're going for like NASCAR pro America sort of people, but they're also going for like the people who love Adam Sandler, but only love Netflix Adam Sandler. Yeah, the people they who were, were going like, for those people. I thought they were mocking those people. No, I think they're going for them. No, I thought the they people were who going were like, for them. Why is there not so. a Hubie Halloween part two? It's Halloween again. There should be a Hubie Halloween every year. Uh, like, yeah, Hubie Tubi. Going for. Oh, man, I would watch Hubie Tubi. <laughs> Hubie on Tubi. And why did I say that so quick? Because I've had this thought in my head when I was watching Hubie Halloween yesterday. The only thought I had in my head when I watched that movie was Steve Buscemi can't need the money. Like, why is he he's part this? of the he's part of the click though like he's part of like yeah. that crew i know but That's they could have gotten like kevin james brother from i, I shit Queens on his movies a lot i liked that movie i thought it was harmless we, again we watched it that every time there's a new enough. movie that adam sandler has any part of on netflix we watch it i love the wrong missy i love a Me lot too. of the wrong missy was hilarious the wrong, the wrong missy was very very good didn't have any business being as funny as it was no surprisingly good as far as the um adam sandler universe goes i always say that kevin james gets all the parts that chris farley would have got like well imagine yeah, how yeah. good paul blart would have been if it was chris farley yeah i now pronounce you chuck and farley would have been the best fucking movie of all time <laughs> but this Why this show here <laughs> this show here i don't no, think no. like this doesn't feel like chris farley could have played the role I- i'll say this regardless of what you we'll get into it at the end of the episode how we're gonna grade it but i think kevin james does play this role properly he does like sad like guy trying hard really well like 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 emotional sad guy like i think he was cast right for this part 
whether or not the show should exist, Netflix clearly thought it shouldn't after they made it. But yeah, I mean, I, I d- I'm not the biggest Kevin James fan by any means, but I don't hate his role or character in this. Like, it's right. not an insufferable Kevin James. It's it's a very doable one. Yeah, I feel like I usually come to the uh, the sort of I don't know what the right word is, but I usually come to the like defense of these people in a lot of these shows where I'm like, this show sucked, but this person was good. Kevin James, I really love. He's got personality. He's got charisma. He's funny. He's great in this. He's just given fucking garbage around him, and he can't save it, and that's a bummer. But he also can't say no. Exactly. That's exactly it. He- you know what? You know what I noticed with this show? Um, a lot of the jokes. Every once in a while, they do make me laugh, and then they continue the joke an extra like minute, and it ruins anything. Yeah, they, they dead horse it. All good. All Gordo. good will they got. Uh, I was going to say, Kevin James is the executive producer of this show. So the EP credit, though, is such a meaningless, meaningless thing. It's literally just a way for them to be in the credits and make a little more money. Like they don't they probably didn't scenario like help produce it in any way. I mean, of course, he probably he could have had a big executive production role, but I doubt that there's a lot of executive producer credits that don't mean anything. This oh, show, okay. I, I mean, look, even this show as it is, I would have taken a second season of, I know it's canceled, but I feel like a little bit of retooling and you could make this show like a five season show. There's some really funny people in it. The girl Beth, we haven't gotten to yet. Her and Kevin James have actually a really yeah. good chemistry. They're both very funny in it. The situations that come up are very funny. It should have got, I'm surprised it like country comfort should have been shot in the fucking head, right? It's the worst yeah, show we'll, of all time. We'll get into a lot of this as we go along too, as we introduce some characters. And, and I do think you have some points there, but there are, there's definitely, um, there's some meat on the bone there. There's a lot of, and we talked about this when we've done a couple Netflix shows on our show so far, we've done country comfort. We've done the big show show. And there's a lot yeah. of common threads and themes with some of these Netflix shows. Uh, and um, there's a couple I have noted that, that we'll point out as we get to them. It's weird because they, they do horror and dramas so well. Like, I, I, there's plenty of shows that I, I love that they do, but I haven't hit on any of their comedies yet. Here's a 20-part fucking in-depth documentary about some serial killer, and you're like, I will take my entire Sunday and sit here and watch this. And then they're like, yep. we're doing NASCAR. Like, oh, this is so fucking bad. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the big show's got four kids. Like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> So moving forward, we see um we see all the crew like in their like area during the race. I didn't even know what this was. Like again, Nick, can you help me here? They were all like in this like control area. The when they were like sitting underneath like the tent thing. When they were like they all like in front of like computers or whatever it looked like. Oh yeah, like, it's just they're up high. Like that's where they can see down onto the track. Yeah, it's, it's like just... Talladega Nights. I really thought like everyone in your crew is just like ground level, like near the pit crew. That's I why I don't think this. he's the crew crew chief. I think he uh, is maybe just yeah. He might just like because the crew chief is down on the ground, as far as I know, and the spotters are up way high. Um, so I don't think he's a spotter, but uh, he's yeah. I think he's just like works there. I don't think I would know his uh, title. He could be a manager. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, like the the head coach. I don't know what you would call that. In yeah, I don't NASCAR. honestly. And the the reason I assumed he was the crew chief is because the only position in NASCAR other than the driver that I could identify by name. So I just assumed that that's what he was. <laughs> uh, you don't know flag wavers? I didn't know that was part of the team. I thought that was like no, no, no. The, not. the NASCAR guy does it, right? Or like tire guy? Yeah, it's part of the like pit crew. But anyways, um, so. They're, they're talking about how this race is going to go and they're like this is the race where everything's going to change their luck's going to change and immediately gets into an accident so can i just say that kevin james 
is the crew chief. He is the crew chief. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and in, you found in this the description, on what? Uh, IMDb. It says life in the garage. Life in the garage swerves off track for a NASCAR crew chief and his okay. tight knit racing team when a new boss steps in and shakes things up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I hate that copy so much. Also, that uh, him crashing was the most predictable thing in the world. Oh, Everything yeah. they said led to it. Like, yeah, and it was within seconds. So, like the second the race starts, he gets into an immediate accident in the first race in the first um, lap. I'm sorry, and they just all decide they're going to go for soft pretzels. That's how they deal with that. Do you guys like soft pretzels or hard pretzels? I, I mean, I, again, oh, it's hard for me. To I, gauge I love now, them but... both as different things. But... I hate hard pretzels. What? They're so boring. They're like no, the most Rod's boring them, snack. I like to I like to mix them with with uh, Cheez-Its and just eat them all. How yeah. fucking dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so I love both pretzels, soft and hard pretzels. They're just two different things. It's weird that they're both called pretzels because they're so different. Funny, uh, soft pretzels are the one and only time I'll eat mustard. I won't eat mustard on that either. I, don't I like love mustard. the... Uh, but, I mean, how could you... I mean, okay, if you had to pick, if you're walking by a rack of bags of pretzels, any kind, sticks, regular, whatever, or there's one of those, like, mall fucking food court pretzel stands, like, I feel like everybody's going to the soft. So uh, here's the pretzel thing. rod first. Oh, shut nah, up. I wouldn't do it. No, nah, I wouldn't do a pretzel <laughs> the rod. rod is the, the rod superior first. pretzel. Not over, like, a mall pretzel. <laughs> oh, for uh-huh. sure it is. But here's the thing. Can you put two mall pretzels in the side of your mouth and look like a walrus? I don't think so. Rods all day. Rods all day. So the thing for me with that is I feel that with soft pretzels, a bad soft pretzel sucks. Like there's a really, really good one. I've never had ones. a bad soft pretzel though. Yeah. Some of the ones that are just like at not like at a, like that would be like the hockey rink. You know, they're just like dry and they're like, they've been sitting there too yeah, long. Yeah, that's true. But then like a hard pretzel, they're just hard pretzels. Like there's no shitty ones. They're all kind of the same. There's better ones, but in general- you know what? You know exactly what you're getting. Into. Soft pretzel is actually more of like a bagel. Yeah, they're in that. It's like family. the bread. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of like a yeah. salt. It's like a salt like bagel. A pretzel bread. Yeah, yeah. It's softer, obviously, without as much of like a hard on this. This is a weird conversation. Can we just start calling them salt bagels? Well, salt bagels a thing. Is it? Oh, like a salt. Like that's like the the topping. Like instead of poppy seed. Yeah, they make bagels salt. that are covered in salt. It's a bit much, to be honest with you. Sounds it. Ew. Yeah, it's, I've it's had um much. an everything pretzel. They put the everything bagel seasoning on it. It's Sounds pretty good. good. Yeah. You can just buy the everything seasoning now. I think it's called everything yeah. but the bagel. Yeah, I bought it. Yeah. I have yeah, Kelsey eats it all the time. It's garlicky. good with cream cheese. Makes sense with a bagel. And that was our segment on pretzels. Weird. It's almost like we don't want to talk about this terrible fucking TV. Golds, show. if you want to sponsor us, please reach out. S1U1pod at gmail.com. Rolled and golding. So from this point, uh, this is the start of the intro, which the intro really isn't much. It's just a lot of clips from like various like races through time and some generic guitar music. There's only not like, like just that kind of stuff. I like this though. And I like the interstitials because they're showing like seventies car racing, which I just find incredibly more interesting. We get than... it. You like old shit. Yeah. Cause that's where your brain is forever locked. <laughs> okay. I was like, geez, Ferg, that was like me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it is crazy though. How you just like, you genuinely don't enjoy like anything modern, like anything. I like the new James like Bond Like, you're wearing movies, a shirt like probably from the 40s. The, f- the fact that you love the Fast and the Furious movies is one of that's the most true. That's puzzling things about yeah. you, That's, though. like, the most yeah. modern thing ever, and I fucking love those movies. It's so surprising. <laughs> I guess for me, what, what is interesting is that you are locked into a time period that you weren't alive for. It's not like you, you're, like, Uncle Rico just, like, thinking about, like, the good old days. Because you didn't live through the 70s. 
No, in my brain, it's 1979 and everything's way better. Yeah. That's six years before I was born. But Fast and Furious is still great. Family. <laughs> I was trying to say it, but I was trying not to giggle. <laughs> you got it up. Family. <laughs> well, we live this podcast a quarter mile at a time, and I think that's the most important thing <laughs> we can take away from it. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like we recorded it. And yeah, we're getting through scenes a uh, quarter hour at a time. So so to go forward. Uh, so now we're in the garage and it's Bobby's birthday. We don't know who Bobby is yet, but if you actually look at their work shirts, it says Bobby Spencer Racing. So I guess that would be the tip off that Bobby's their boss. So he's not there yet. So they're all comparing what they got him. And like Chuck got him like 10 pounds of squirrel meat, which seemed odd. That's a lot of squirrel. And then Amir, who actually, like, Amir, I, I didn't write his name down, but he's also in Cobra Kai. He's one of the, like, cousins in Cobra Kai, That's right? what or, it was. Okay. Holy he works shit. With the car, he yeah. works at the car dealership. He also, like, we talked about a couple weeks ago, I mean, a few episodes ago, that the show Bajillion Dollar Properties. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. on CISO, NBC's not. pre-Peacock. He's, like, the main character in that, and he's oh, okay. really funny in that. Also, uh, what's his name? Chuck was in Bajillion Dollar, too. Like he the plays show? the uh, oh, Neil DeSize Tyson. Okay. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> do we ever look up if that's on Peacock? I'd love to rewatch that. What's it called? Bajillion Dollar Properties. Ferg, I'm thinking of one clip immediately that if I send to you, I know it can make you laugh for like ten minutes, and I'll send to you after this recording. <laughs> so as he's looking that up, some of the other things he got for his birthday were two tickets to Hamilton. That's what Amir got him, and then like we get like a weird—I forget what it was. It's just a bad Kevin James joke, and then he was so tickled by the joke he just like hit Amir with that he just starts dancing very awkwardly and that was like one of those Ferg you said that they'll let the joke go on too far yes yeah mm-hmm. Kevin James dancing right there was just like okay we get it like you're celebrating by dancing and, and it lasted way too long I actually did because the dude Chuck like they don't even know what to do with the jokes going on so Chuck's like oh look the dance uh, like yeah, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> what the hell also the Hamilton thing too is like the kind of thing that they addressed a little better in King of Queens where like they would make fun of Spence or somebody and like try to make a you're not a man or we think you're quote-unquote gay joke or whatever but like it would handle it in like a, a way that it wasn't as offensive I feel like in this it was just like oh this guy Hamilton wink wink which i find so much more wholly offensive than just like <laughs> yeah. saying by the something. way update not on peacock that's insane so weird it's on pluto tv though Ooh. oh there you go that's I'll a free pluto. <laughs> so an additional gift that he got was a statue which um was from beth who we're meeting for the first time in this scene and i guess like she's like the counterpart to kevin we don't know what her job is but they seem she's to have like a rivalry manager. did they say yeah, that they right got away the yin and the yang going as far yeah, as yeah because yeah. like because they were clearly in competition with one another with what they got him. So she, they were supposed to have like a $500 cap. And she exceeded that to get the statue made by like his favorite artist. And she takes a picture of him because she's so like tickled by, oh, I got you. I beat you. And that's when he, again, was like, does like a fake trumpet to reveal he got Bobby, like Bobby's car from the first race he ever won. He like found it in a garage in Memphis and said he had to arm wrestle a guy to for it and then ended up just paying him. So he lost the arm wrestling <laughs> match. Yeah. See, and that's the kind of thing I was talking about earlier where like normally that would be so flat and so dumb, but Kevin James is really charming. And that's and he the says thing. a joke like that and you're like, okay, sure. Like He's good I'm with that like under this. his breath like side comment yeah, when he delivers exactly. something. He does a lot of that. That's kind of how his, how his delivery He's playing goes. Kevin James in this and that's a great character. Like I love everything he's in usually. You have to imagine that Kevin James knows that that this the way some of these lines were written is just bad, right? So he kind of like, I don't, I'm not sure 
just some other schmo actor could have gotten through those lines. And, you know, like the show wasn't great, but like he made these lines bearable, I think, is the point. Puts the James Stank on him. And he like, he capped that off by he now is trying to take a photo of her, but he pulls the joke where it's like, not it wasn't like he was pulling a joke. The joke of the script was he doesn't know how to use the phone, which I thought was a little cringy. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I didn't like (laughs) that at all. I just turned the lights on at home. I thought that went on a little too long. At this point, we meet uh, Catherine, who's Bobby's daughter. She shows up to the party. She and... looked familiar, too. Is she from anything? I didn't look her up. I should have, but Might I did have not. Might have been from one of those faces, but she looked like I've seen her in something, but like She I'm does look familiar, that. but I, I don't know if it's from that or she just reminds me of other actresses I've seen. She's but... not in much, yeah. She's fairly young. I mean, I think they said something in one of the episodes, too, where she's like, I graduated high school in the year. You're just like, oh, my God. She has but a little bit like of uh, Allison Brie vibe to her. I think that's it. I think I, I get see that, that yeah. vibe. So I think that's kind of like what I see sometimes with her, in this episode at least. And um, Kevin's introducing her to everyone, and that's when her and Beth have an exchange about Beth collecting like Pez dispensers, because she, she remembered Beth from the past and just remembered that there was something, there's something weird about you that you do or collect, I think is what <laughs> she said to her, which is kind of rude, right? <laughs> like Those millennials not getting us older habit i don't know what the fuck i just hated this shit so much <laughs> i just think it's so weird so to i think it was just weird the idea that like you're you know you you've met her before but your way of recalling that is be like what was that weird thing you do that like you <laughs> like but is clearly odd to me i don't know this is a very it's not a the right way to deliver anything to someone but they were trying to sneak that joke in there so whatever it's like, hey, you're that old spinster, right? Like that's basically what that joke was. Like, they, just, you're the they, try to, they try to show that she's a bitch, but they're also trying to show that she, the other one's weird. And like, yeah. so it, it didn't hit, but it was two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, that follows by like um, Chuck hunts, I guess, and he tells her that he can get her anything with four legs. I actually like this line. So she asks, she asks him line. to kill her ex and his Instagram girlfriend. <laughs> it's like that's that's a little bit of a morbid joke but you know what's funny is like the way it read when they were delivering it it doesn't seem dark like they delivered it so light it, but the concept of what she actually said was a little it was a little I, morbid. I, just, I just like his reaction he's like i, I was thinking well but damn <laughs> that's what you want or something like that yeah i do like too though that he was sort of oddly open to it he's like well you are the boss's daughter if i have to go yeah. shoot some motherfucker for you i guess i will <laughs> he's like i'm just a hired gun whatever you need this is also, I mean, just another time where it's like Facebook, because she's like, Beth is like, there's a big faith Facebook group. And then she's like, her Instagram boyfriend, like everybody, it's like, shut the fuck up and just be real people. Nobody talks like this. The thing is, when you do a lot of that stuff, it's, this happens in a lot of shows and it, it ends up being counterproductive. It's good for the moment. You mention a lot of stuff like that and it makes it relevant and modern, but it will also date your show very quickly. Oh, for sure. I mean, imagine this show 20 years ago when it was like, my live journal friend told me he wasn't going <laughs> to date me anymore. You watch that now and be like, fuck. You try to like go about your script. You want to make it so it can stay as evergreen as possible. So you want to stray away. You, you want it to be somewhat relevant and make pop culture references, but you have to pick and choose what kind of things you're mentioning, because especially technology, because technology and social media stuff that moves too quick. And things won't be relevant in five years. I think they knew with this show there was no longevity, so they just shot their shot. See, I think that the show could have gone long, though. But again, we always play this game of, like, better writing. If she had just said, there's a pretty big convention in Dallas every year, so, hmm, right? Evergreen. 
right? And if she was like, can you kill my boyfriend and his internet girlfriend? Evergreen, right? Because internet's not going anywhere, but you don't have to put a company label on it. She could have just said new girlfriend. She yeah, didn't because, well, the thing yeah. was, it wasn't yeah, even that. Didn't have to yeah. be internet at all. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even think that it was implied that he only knows her from the internet. It was just that she's like an Instagram model. So she's one of those. She's like, hot on the internet. Like a pseudo influencer, yeah. So there's also a point where like everyone's just rude to Amir again because they they bring up those like Hamilton tickets again and uh and it was like something about like oh so I won't have to learn his name it was like what is going on why is everyone mean to this guy like yeah, he's the like nerd. the weird kicking guy like they just kick nerd. him down all the time because they need a character to kick when he's down and it just seems unnecessary because he seems fairly competent and good at his job it's like the whole the whole crew male and female like everyone there thinks it's so hilarious that he enjoys Hamilton. Like that's the strangest I, no, thing I in the world. I think it was it was that he bought those for the dude that that was just such a bad gift. It didn't fit his taste. I think that was the joke, not that he bought it Hamilton. More anti Hamilton, more than it seemed like this doesn't fit Bobby's personality. That's that, I mean that's how I read it. I read it more as like we're gonna reference something very popular at the time, like Hamilton, that will age and date this show completely. <laughs> but then also make the joke of like, well, he's an idiot because this older guy whose 70th birthday it is probably isn't going to be into Hamilton. He, he yeah. bought musical tickets for an old redneck that owns a NASCAR team. Right. But again, this is that coded shit where it's like, this is code for like, you did a quote unquote gay thing, right? Like that's their way of getting around it now. And it's just so weird to me. Yeah. I think it's, it's just lazy writing and thing in general it's, there. But, yeah. Very lazy. But this writing. is actually, this is when we actually meet Bobby finally. And he enters and he starts a speech about not thinking he'd even make it to 70. Yeah, you know what he reminded me of? He reminds me of the old guy that dies in basketball who chokes Mr. Dinslow? Yeah. Ernest Borgnine? He reminded me of him so much. Did you ever see the clip of Ernest Borgnine when he was on the Today Show when they were like, Ernest Borgnine, you made it to like 85. How did you keep being so old? And he like turns to the camera and he's like, I love to masturbate. <laughs> and everyone's like, what do we do right now? <laughs> it's like a great moment in live TV history. But this is Bruce McGill. Everybody would know this dude from a million things. He you know what's D-Day. funny about his, this character is what? Uh, before I didn't, before, I, I didn't know who was playing him. In my head, before he came out, this is who I thought of. Like before, when they were talking about this is the, the guy, actor you had in mind. The, the, he was the actor I had in mind for this, and it came out. And I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Maybe I saw him, and it just like without realizing it subconsciously." But I was thinking of him for that character, and it was crazy when he walked out. I mean, he's been all around our childhoods, right? Like he's uh, MacGyver's best friend. He's in Animal House. He's in Time Cop. He's in uh, a billion things, and still like this movie. This is brand new, right? He always shows up, but I'm always stoked to see him because I love MacGyver so much. You know, it's funny. Uh, we talked about how this show keeps using like stuff that people won't get, and we bring up MacGyver, and <laughs> I know, like we do the opposite. Yeah, all these other like... old stuff that people. Like, won't he's get. in Time Cop. <laughs> like, oh, good, good, great guy, great job, guys. We like reverse datas. During his speech about how he didn't think he'd make it to 70, Jake raises his hand because apparently Jake doesn't know how numbers work because they, they really play into like, oh, Jake's a dummy. They like they flip back and forth, though, because they don't go like fully with them sometimes. Sometimes he's so dumb, it's unbearable. But then sometimes he acts completely normal and like he just I don't know how, if that I don't know if that's writing or if that's he didn't know how to pick a lane for that character and he just flashes back and forth. As you know, I hate characters like that. It's why I didn't like Taco, the the too dumb to function in society in real life character. Like, yeah, but Taco's at least funny. Drives me nuts. 
this character is just devoid of anything, right? It's just it's just an energy suck. It's hard to watch. Like you just want to he's get go away heat, right? You don't want to even see him on screen. He's, he's just yeah, not relatable no enough. Yeah, and that too. Well, he just plays like the airhead dumb guy like and there's just so many shows now that have that same exact character yeah i mean for another netflix show like i'm sure at some point we'll do fuller house but like like jimmy gibbler it's the same exact guy oh god i forgot about jimmy gibbler yeah i hated him at first but he won me over by the series finale god bless jimmy gibbler <laughs> i don't think i ended up watching the last season. i didn't Is finish it, it watching out. it but we'll cover that on a different day okay so yes. uh so you know bobby tells him that there's more things he wants to do in his life before it's over so as a result he's going to hand the shop over to Catherine, his, his daughter and we get a little bit of uh silence and then kevin kind of breaks the ice and offers her the car that he just bought her dad that's like the little button joke to kind of close out that scene and then uh, we flash to Bobby's office and Kevin enters to like talk to him and they have a little 11 a.m. glass of Jack Daniels, which Joe, I'm Ugh. sure you've done on more than one occasion. I was going to say I saw that and was like, I can relate very yeah. well to this scene. <laughs> also, the most cabinets I've ever seen in an office in my entire life. I don't know who set designed this, but it's just like kitchen cabinets. It's where they keep the car all parts. across the wall. A lot of, a lot of files, maybe <laughs> a lot of documents. Well, Kind of goes into the stuff he says, right? Like maybe, because he's not a very technologically savvy guy, so maybe he has sure. a lot of paperwork. It makes sense. But he's not happy with where the team is at currently, and um, he said they used to fight for lead of the pack, now they're fighting to be in the middle, and Kevin's like, that's just how racing goes. Like, you know, sometimes you're on the top, and like, sometimes you're not. Bobby tells him how, like, now he used to live for race day, and now he can hardly watch it on TV, he gets through like half the race, and also shouts pigs in a blanket right around there because he was trying to think of what pigs in a blanket work that was another thing he did earlier too forget the other time yeah because he's talking about how he's missed this he's lost the step oh yeah Th there's an ongoing joke with him where he's always trying to say something and like kind of trails off and then thinks of it mid-sentence later and just shouts it out he did it like three or four times and like Still a very make a joke too where he's like i spent so much of my time in a car without a helmet like they're trying to set up that he's like you know a little punch drunk yeah so yeah, so he said half of racing's computers now, and he's not really sure that he can change with the times. And Kevin's retort is, well, hey, remember how you used to always call women skirts, and then you were spoken to by one of the women's lawyers, and now you don't do it anymore. So you changed. That was a classic uh, example right there of you not doing old-timey voice when you should have. Like, well, hey, you skirts. Then you got an email from that lawyer so don't do it anymore. I, well, if I wasn't talking through the perspective of Why are all these dames so angry? Yeah. Hey, toots, get over here. <laughs> Hey, baby, you want a coolada? <laughs> Just this entire episode. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to the coolada. So, yeah. Did we so Bobby's have to. Bobby's defending his daughter. He's like, Catherine went to Stanford, and, you know, she has a ton of smart ideas. And Kevin doesn't seem to like the concept of ideas. <laughs> like he was against that and this was another like forced joke to me he's like rice it's been a, it's been the same for five thousand years and then someone decided to make it out of cauliflower i agree with someone Kevin. was wrong it was just that My joke man. that joke is fine and he even delivered it okay it's just the placement of where it was it was took like too long to get there <laughs> it was like they had this joke in mind and they're like where do we put this in the script like someone thought of it and they needed to like get it in there Kevin James wrote it in bed and giggled yeah. to himself. So it's like, how do we unnaturally just bring up cauliflower rice in the middle of nowhere in this episode? <laughs> 
I will say, as a person who's been force fed a number of pizzas on cauliflower, they're like, it's just like bread. It is nope. not just like it's bread. Not. It is but not. I will say it's not that bad, though. It's not bad I, either. I expected way worse. It wasn't that bad. The only thing I like it in is somebody makes a gluten free, uh, like Totino's pizza roll out of it, and you'd never tell the difference. But anything else, it just, oh, it's awful. You know what, Joe? Didn't so you say at one point there's a chance that you might not actually be gluten free and it might be something else? Have oh, you ever looked a into that? It could be some sort of like kidney, like I don't produce some sort of thing. I have to do like a test for it where they go like super invasive into me. Joe, April Fools, I've been poisoning you for years. That's <laughs> <laughs> Ferg and Big Cheese that have been after me this whole time. <laughs> Instead of catfishing me, you're goldfishing me. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner. <laughs> yeah. I die. <laughs> <laughs> So parts of this episode will only be catered to people who listen to us every week, apparently. If you're coming in here for the first time, I would recommend going back and listening to some past episodes and you'll get half of these jokes. Right after you listen to Cardi B. Yeah. Also, if you're listening to us for the first time, welcome and thank you. But uh, yeah, so Bobby thinks Catherine and Kevin are going to be a good team. And Bobby thinks uh, Jake is a hell of a driver, despite being as dumb as an inbred possum. And Kevin's retort is that uh, more like a raccoon who's going to gra- to graduate late. <laughs> That's just what's I didn't happening get here. That. Yeah. It was another. It was another forced joke. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it didn't need. It didn't need the Kevin James addition to the joke. He could have just said, you know, I think Jake's a hell of a driver, despite being dumb as a inbred possum. Even just possum would be fine. Like inbred possum doesn't make much sense, but whatever. I feel like there's also like if you're gonna lose like a country colloquialism, use a real one. Yeah. You yeah. Know, if you're like he's as nervous as a long-haired dog in a room full of rocking chairs, you'd be like, okay, I understand what that means. Animals inbreed all the time. Yeah, yeah like it's not yeah. a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nick always goes like, so why can't we? What's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> the squirrels can do it. Why can't I? Just bullshit. <laughs> fucking possums get to do it <laughs> and then uh and then uh again uh bobby says Catherine uh, thinks his daughter and kevin are gonna get along like pineapple and ham he's like i can't stop thinking about luau's like, okay. joke. yeah was, they, they went to that a few times yeah they pushed that one hard the luau thing so uh pineapple and ham i mean they do go together i mean no, they don't <laughs> they make a delicious pizza no, so no, I, I knew someone. I knew someone was going to bring. It's delicious. This up. I don't know why. Why do you hate it? Does not it? belong on pizza. I, I don't like. It I on love pizza. ham. I love pineapple, but never two shall they meet. Oh, it's if so you, good. No, hold on. If you cook a ham like a honey ham in the oven, you guys don't put like pineapple on top of the ham and bake it no. with the pineapple on top. I just recently out. started liking pineapple. It was like pineapple's my favorite years. fruit. Yeah, pineapple is probably my favorite fruit. Now, apples, like in general, are my favorite. Pineapple's right there, though. So any kind of apple for Nick, really. Any apple, yeah. He also likes just eating pine, so it's, it all comes <laughs> right. full circle. I like wood. Tastes like cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that is a joke that it doesn't matter how many episodes you've listened to, you'll never understand what that is. That's <laughs> 20 years but old. But we know. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> but uh, no, so I'm, I guess we'll just ask this as a blanket question. Um. <laughs> for and against pineapple on pizza i I love pineapple my favorite fruit i'm hardcore against it so here's the thing i don't think i could do just a pineapple pizza it would have to be with the ham i would never want a straight pineapple pizza but together i think it's the salty and sweet combination because it's not like great ham it's closer to spam than ham when you get it on a pizza so it's really salty 
and the the pineapple sweetness complements it and it's just i don't know it's just good well i was at a friend of ours um this past weekend and we ordered some pizzas and one of them was um pineapple bacon and jalapeno and i did try it in fairness pineapple's not a uh, topping for me but i gave it a shot it was okay but i still pineapple on pizzas is just not my thing i was going to say the 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 traditional hawaiian plus um either pepperoni bacon or jalapeno is how you have to do it. Jalapeno minimum because it gives you a heat with the salty and the sweet. So you get kind of all of that all in one. And then if you want to add the bacon too, you can do that too. I also don't like, um, and that's my one complaint against Hawaiian pizzas is I hate a pizza topping that weighs the pizza down. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's got too much shit on it. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like, it's always floppy and stuff like that. And that's the only thing I don't like about it. That's any topping though. We got like five different pizzas and the pineapple one, because of all the juice in the pineapple was notably doughier because it just doesn't cook the same because of all the wet that's on the pineapple. Yeah. But I don't like, I don't like any fruit cooked. Like I like apples, but I hate apple pie because I don't like an apple. Who that's doesn't cooked. like apple pie? Me. You're an American. That's bizarre. Oh, dear what you. don't you like about it? I don't like it. What I like my fruit like cold. Once it's like cooked and hot, I don't know. It like taste changes its consistency. And so taste. you don't like any do pie? For me. No, I I like pie. I just don't like Chocolate apple pie. pie. But like it'd be like a warm. Listen, fruit. banana cream or go home. I like banana I like pecan good. pie. That's my favorite. Banana cream with a good crust. Oh, my God. That's what I get for a birthday because I don't do cake. Yeah, I don't think lemon meringue counts as pie, like, really, but, like, no, it's it my favorite pie. No, it's a pie. Counts, yeah. Why I wouldn't guess. it be a pie? I don't know. It just seems like- I don't like, like that either. It seems like it's, like, an in-between area. It's, like, a pastry more than- Key lime done right is really good. Mm, not key I like lime, key lime yeah. occasionally, but very rarely. I want like yeah, it's like it's kind of overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I do I birthday limes, pies because but... I don't like cake. I always my mom every year would get me a lemon meringue pie because I'm not a big cake guy. Do you guys like cream pies? Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just derailed that conversation. <laughs> 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 just dead in stuff. So hey, right, we're ways. all adults. Yeah. It's Goro, the cooler. So moving forward, <laughs> Beth and Kevin are talking in his office the next day, and she says she didn't get any sleep, and he says that he didn't either, and says, I guess that cake did need to be refrigerated, which is the name of the episode of this uh, show. The, uh, is episode one is named, I guess that cake did need to be refrigerated. This was the most Kevin James joke of the thing, though, the fact that he's still eating it. <laughs> Well, the yeah. thing was, so when he said it, I remember that this is the name of the episode, which I think if you were traditionally watching television, you would never know that the name of the episode of the show you're watching. But because, you know, we're prepping and doing all this stuff for our show, like I need to know the actual name of the episode. And I'm like, this is what they named the episode after? Like a throwaway line that has no relevance to what's happening? Yeah, so, I didn't get It was that so either. weird to me. Yeah. Respect. I like that. But um, yeah, so Beth seems nervous about Catherine taking over. And she notes that the last company that she worked for, she also didn't start and she just joined and she took over and she got rid of everyone who worked there. And that's when she noticed Kevin was eating the cake again. And I thought this was a <laughs> was like cut to the typical shot of the fat guy eating for a cheap laugh. And it was like, I don't know. I just thought it was too. No, I, I really like that typical i just expected it but it was after like he already said that it was like it made him sick so yeah that, that was funny to me yeah because that's how that's how look. those jokes work it's like you know it, it's just like the fatty fatty eats comedy thing it, it happens all the time 
I think it would have worked in King of Queens because they built up that relationship for so long. You wouldn't take it as like a weird, cheap joke. In King of Queens, you would have taken it as like a couple who's been together for all these years and this is how they sort of banter. Like if I saw this same joke, and I'm sure it's been close to it in King of Queens, I think it would have worked way better than Beth saying it to him. They should have just made him Doug. Problem solved. <laughs> and then, but uh, he better argues show? that he's... Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's, he's now building up a tolerance by eating the cake again. So he's not worried about getting sick because he's it's not. not how that works. No. <laughs> so you don't just eat Cheez Its every day, figuring you're going to eventually build up a tolerance and be able to eat them? Oh, there is only a way. Like eat one today, eat two tomorrow, and just see what happens. All of my recordings have been delayed for a month. Yeah. They're all just on the toilet. <laughs> if anyone's going to do an episode from the toilet, the first it's one will be Gordo. It better it's not be Gordo. <laughs> Oh, for sure. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Just wait till I get a laptop and I go mobile. <laughs> I can set this this microphone up. So anyways, Kevin is convinced that her... Uh, that Gorda wipes his hard drive. And his butt. That was implied, I think. <laughs> so anyways, Kevin is convinced that he's Catherine's idol and his phone, it, it goes off. It, I think he just gets like a text or something. But... <laughs> Beth picks up the phone uh, to look at it for some reason, and I didn't even understand why her instincts would be to check his phone when it goes off, but she notices that it's Karen with three hearts uh, is a contact, and Beth seems a little upset that he didn't tell her uh, that he was seeing someone. And that they're somebody is so serious that they're a three-heart girlfriend. Yes, but he did explain that Karen put her name in his phone. So that's, you know, that's not on him, I guess. I, I can see uh, that being a, uh, like, a likely situation that something like sure. that could happen. That's not him, but, like, has anybody ever heard that expression before? Like, a three-heart girlfriend? Is like a four-star general? Like, that's that I have, beyond me. Yeah. People put people put hearts and whatever next to... In emojis and stuff. And, yeah, emojis, yeah. but I've How heard of hearts. How do you search for it? Well, you would still... It's still Karen. You type in Karen, and her name's gonna pop up, and then there's gonna be three emoji hearts next to her name in your contacts. Even for the emoji hearts before it, wouldn't it search for that before Karen? I don't... I was under the impression it was Karen and then the three hearts. Oh, I was under the impression it was three heart Karen. But I'm sure even then it would go by text. Like you could type in yeah, it'll Karen, it'll Karen. pull up. All right. I'm going to change one of your names to three heart later and we'll check it. It's just like, you know, you ever search someone in your contacts by the last name. It doesn't matter that you're not starting from the beginning of the contact name. It doesn't matter that the first name doesn't line up. I guess that's true. Maybe. I don't know. We'll do some off offline research. But uh, yeah, Kevin says that Beth gets too invested in his relationships and they reference his last girlfriend, Lisa, who she really liked. And they talked about, eh, it was kind of like this, again, a quick joke about how when he broke up with her, how Lisa cried and then Beth cried, but Beth recalls it differently. And in actuality, Lisa broke up with Kevin and Kevin was the one who cried. It was what it was. But Beth wants to know about stuff like this. And she is excited at the idea of Kevin seeing someone because then they can go on double dates. And she's apparently seeing someone named Frank. I don't know if they're married or just dating or what, but she wanted an opportunity for the four of them to go out. So this, this was another joke that made me laugh. And then it went too long. And, and I was like, damn it. The, the whole four person, four person bike one. Yeah. Her answer was like, can you reach the pedals? I laughed. And then she had to keep going. It kept hitting me and all that other stupid it shit. It did go on for a bit. Yeah. If she just said I couldn't reach the pedals, it'd been like, haha, she's shorter. But instead, she'd be like, it kept hitting me in my ankles or whatever. Yeah. Like they just yeah. like buried Yeah. It was too it. much but of a story. But I laughed like it. Kevin James because I'm not getting on another four person bike with you. You don't pedal. <laughs> that part I thought was funny. 
Yeah, it's I thought like a even, simple, it quick. Just, quick. Yeah, yeah could have ended there. It didn't even need her reply that she was too short. But she, but yeah, a condensed version of her response would have been fine. But then Kevin does say that him and Karen are going to dinner that night and that the two of them can join them. And right as um, Beth's leaving the office, that's when Catherine enters. And as soon as she walks in, she notices like this photo of Kevin from 1994 and makes a joke that are like, oh, from when you were one of the Mario brothers, because he had a mustache in the picture. And Kevin reflects on that race like a little bit. But essentially, that was just an icebreaker because she was just looking to, you know, start conversation. Catherine wants to address like the situation with being the new boss and that it's kind of awkward or whatever. And Kevin kind of shrugs it off like, you know, it's not really a big deal. And he takes her for a tour around the shop. And as they're going to start the tour, we cut to Chuck and Amir. And Amir was running some sort of a long report for something that wasn't actually necessary. And it was just because Chuck was trying to get rid of him because he was done of hearing. Uh, he was done hearing about him and his wife arguing over duvet covers. <laughs> Again, another weird like, what are they going for here? Joke. It was the shams. Yeah, they just have these jokes that it was like they have a like a book of jokes and they're just trying to inject them into. It's just like an algorithm writing these things. Netflix. Yeah does not care it's like line line joke line line joke there's nothing of substance and during that that's kind of when they cross paths they show them and then kevin and um Catherine walk into the area and they all get to chatting this is also where they show the shop like you had mentioned which really threw me off because i never thought of it before but it makes total sense this is like a big operation there's like an accounting team and there's engineers and yeah it's like a sports team you know, it, yeah, having a race team is no different than like ha- like owning the Red Sox or something right. like that. And that makes yeah. total sense when someone says that to you. But in my head, I was like, oh, it's like a garage and it's all more utilitarian, yeah. right? It's people working on the car, people working on this and that. And then you see it and you're like, oh, of course, there has to be like, this is a corporation. This is a business. Well, yeah, it's a NASCAR. It's like the top of the top and like jay said it's a professional sports team yeah, yeah maybe it's just the ignorance of not knowing much about it you just don't think about it that way they don't really get into it in this because it, it appears to only be one driver but like a race like what's the name of the guy who's retiring spencer racing spencer Bobby. racing like there could be seven drivers under spencer racing they'll race right, against each other still yeah. but they'll all be under the same thing so yeah it is like a right. big thing yeah there's like a race team not just yeah like ricky yeah, bobby yeah. and dale well, even like exactly, you know, yeah. sometimes in the like Olympics, Bobby. like there'll be like a like in a like one of the swimming swimming competitions. You know, there might be two people representing the U.S. in that same race. But one's probably a commie. Secretly, <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously, duh. But uh, yeah, so um, this is when they they're all chatting and they're looking for um the best way to increase production. And Chuck's joking like the best ways to cheat. And she she Catherine plays along a little bit, and then but then she can't tell if Chuck's kidding anymore, and they keep back and forth again i think this is yet another case ferg where the joke went on really long yeah this is this is just like beat the dead horse you beat yeah, the dead horse first he's winking and he's like yeah i totally get what you're saying and it's just like like three or four different times they cut back and forth with the same one joke one yeah it's like after it. the wink you could have just ended that and her ever just say we're not cheating <laughs> exit scene <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we're not gonna cheat right yes on to the next <laughs> thing why are we dragging this shit out yep so Catherine and kevin head back to the office and now she's like kind of breaking down numbers so you do see that she's done her homework she knows what she's talking about she's not just she's just not the boss's daughter who's getting the job she's she knows what's going on she knows all the ins and outs about this place and she said that they only got two uh top 10 wins this year and to which i not knowing anything about nascar thought how many races are there uh nick can you shed any light on that do you know roughly how many i'm not races sure they do there? one a week for most of the hold on 
because I was like two top ten races. That doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> and I, like, so I don't seems know. like a good number. The thirty six of them. Thirty six. Okay. Yeah. So how many? Ca- how many cars are involved in a typical race? It's like fifty, forty right? something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I wasn't so two sure top ten how, how good is top ten good. is. Uh, that's and pretty good. Even, and there's even more cars than that because you have to qualify for each NASCAR race. Right. Like you don't just get, you're not just like a professional driver and you get plugged into the Daytona 500. You have to right. meet the qualifying time. So my head though, when they said this thing was just, I don't know how many races there are in a year. So two top 10 finishes to me could have been great because for all I knew, there could have been six races all year. So I was right. like, oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, no, they go every Sunday for most of the year. Oh, okay. But it's played in seasons, right? Yeah, they change yeah. that. Like there's not actually, there's not like a break in the season. It's just the way they... I don't know exactly. They updated the way points are scored where so you can finish first in that season and then it kind of resets. Nothing changes. You're still racing every week, but the the season will restart. Okay. And then like, so you, it goes by like how many seasons you were first or whatever place you were in. It's confusing. I lost injury because I, I, I watched a couple, like maybe a year or two when I was younger and um, when they started doing like the chase for the cup in the weird playoff yeah. system, I just could not wrap my head around it because why would you have a playoff with 40 different cars? Like, if it's a playoff, it should just be those top right. 10 Right, but it racers. did... Right, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. It, they needed to add a layer. Yeah, like, I mean, you needed to add that, that it, this is the championship, this is the top 10 people, and only they're going, which would be kind of cool to see because... That would be cool to see, right? I, I don't no. know. It's just me. Maybe we should race to the end of this conversation and get yeah. on to the next topic. So, yeah, because um, she's going through all the numbers, but she says that they need to operate a little bit more like Silicon Valley. Uh, that's where she came from. And that was uh, spend money, like bring in the best people and like make moves to get attention. And Kevin's insisting that they already have the best people. So, you know, she just wants, she's making it very clear. She's, she'll do what she has to do to win. And if it means replacing somebody on the team, then she will do that. So it kind of puts to um, reality the fears that him and Beth had earlier. So transitioning from that, we get to the next scene where we see like uh, Kevin at a bar and he like punches one of those like uh, punching bag video game things where like, you know, the harder you hit it, the higher number you get. Those are rigged, right? There's no way. Yeah. So I was, so I was going to say like, so I remember there was a night where like I like topped out the machine. And I'm not saying that in a braggadocious way because there were people that I know were stronger than me hitting it that didn't score as high. So it's all like, you know, technique and where it's you all hit angle it on and back. technique. Yeah. yeah. Because like, I w- I'm not delusional enough to think I was like actually the strongest man in the bar that night. Yeah, or it's like every 50th one does higher than this or something. There's got to yeah, be like, I'm sure a, there's, a, there's an element of that. Yeah, but there's like a, a strategy, not a strategy, but like a, a system in place for it. Right. It can't be rigged though. You'd be able to test that really easily and then no one would play. People who play those games, though, they're like they're like drunk or children. Like, so no one really pays attention. But yeah, so Beth sees him hit the thing and notes that the last time he scored that high of a score, which was over 900, was um, when Jeff Gordon stole his scooter, which he <laughs> reminds her was a dirt bike, not a scooter. And this is the first time you see that they have a little bit of chemistry that she yeah. be into him. A little bit. Well, but, um, and also this is when we see that apparently punching this thing is his, like, coping uh, coping mechanism. Like, every time he's ever been upset, he runs to the bar and punches this, this uh, electronic uh, video game. You think they'd get one for the garage? Yeah, it'd be a lot easier than going to the bar each time. 
So they're both nervous that Catherine's going to fire everybody. And um, she talks about the, oh, or he talks about the Sinclair team, which is a different race team that existed before the show takes place. And the, a new owner came in. He kicked everyone out who knew anything about what was going on with racing. And now it's the Dunkin' Donuts. Here's the Dunkin' Donuts, like big plug. And then she just goes, have you tried the coffee culotta? And he's like, it's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and also, it's not. They're terrible. No. So here's my thing with this scene. Okay. First off, the way that this line line works isn't by mentioning the coffee culotta, because I looked it up. The coffee culotta has been around since 1994. Yep. If you go to Dunkin' Donuts, oh, you've shit. had a coffee culotta by now. Yeah. Coffee culottas have existed yeah. for a long time. I didn't know they've been around for that long, though. Yeah, That's crazy. I think it was, I rem- my earliest memory of having one, I was like probably like 12, so we're talking, right there, it's 20-something yeah. years. So I knew they'd been around a while. Didn't we all used to get it like in half days? I was crushing Italian subs. Yeah, but like they've been around a long time regardless. So the yeah, point yeah. is. The more modern was the flavor one, right? Like the lemonade culotta. The fruit culotta. That would have been yeah. in high school. But the thing was, like for me with this joke was, if you were going to do something, like why not be like, have you tried the new like pumpkin, co-? like whatever the seasonal item or a new item on the thing was, yeah. for that joke to hit, it had to be like, have you tried this new thing? Which would you still be the it, product placement. You know what it was, was. Kevin James thought the word culotta was funny. That was the chance. <laughs> yeah. Probably a thousand percent. Because that was my yeah. thing was the culotta is such like a, like, why would you, no two people would talk about that item like it was no. new. That would be like, yeah, and it changed to a McDonald's. And then she could be like, have you ever had a Big Mac? Like, they, like it just doesn't work. It's too common of an item to act like no one's ever had it. So this is where my problem with the show came in. Because on my notes here, there was at least six different product placements. Oh, all, all throughout the episodes. You had NASCAR, you had NASCAR, you had Xfinity, Budweiser, Stella Artois, Apple, and then Dunkin' Donuts. Kodak. That's NASCAR. They they get sponsored exactly. by things. Yeah, no, 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 I get that. But, but when you're but when you I, I completely understand that. Um that that's the way NASCAR works. However, a television show like when she was, I don't think we got to where the office is, where all the Apple computers are just lined up in yeah. angles so that you can see that they're all IMAX. Um, that doesn't happen in a normal. And office. that's and that's like what that's like part of the thing is like Netflix got paid more money from Xfinity, Apple. Oh yeah. Than this show was ever gonna be worth, right? Yeah. So they pumped out the season. They profited, and you know, see you later. Like it's just. It's crazy how that's just becoming a standard. We'll make a shit show. We'll make a ton of money off of it. Doesn't matter if it's good. And then see you later. And that standard is like dangerous. It's dangerous to go down. Yeah. And because it exists forever, people will find it for years. It's going to be yeah. on Netflix for years. People will watch this 10 years from now. You know what but I mean? But it doesn't matter to them because it doesn't like reflect on Netflix because their business model isn't about just creating the best original content. It's still, it's a big help as they've produced so many big things, but it's just having a lot of content. It's just having the convenience. Like Netflix is its own thing. They're not reliant on having good programming that's original. They just it need helps. programming. Yeah. yeah. They just need programming to say, we have 100,000 hours worth of content for you to watch. Right. Yeah, if you're Kevin HBO name, and you like... mess up show after show after show, then you're going to like, you're going to sink for a while. But like Netflix, they're good. That's not like their bread and butter is just original sitcoms. Sure. So, I mean, ev- for every show, though, that for every comedy that Netflix produces, it seems that it kind of bombs. But then you have something like Squid Game or you have something like Tiger King 
Yeah. Well, if you throw enough stuff at the wall, right, something sticks. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it's like, you know, they don't care because what they hit on, they do very well. Yeah. But and a show like miss, this, especially when we talk about like a lighthearted sitcom with a lot of product placement put in there, that's paying for all of this to happen. Yes. So it's zero risk. They put it out. It's not like you're using a time slot. You're just pumping it out with the rest of your content. So yep. if people watch it, awesome. If people don't watch it, well, Dunkin' Donuts paid for it. So it doesn't matter. So it's, yeah, it's no they're not loss. losing money at all. Yeah. If it doesn't succeed, it just exists in the space. It doesn't take away from anything else they have. So you, it's fine. You would think they'd need some quality, though, although Lou said sponsor and then Dunkin' Donuts won't pay for it. But but then again, too, like though. I said, with the Squid Games and with the um the Tiger Kings and what was that to making a murderer? Uh, with those, that's where they hit. And those that's are all what... pre-existing shows they bought, though. A lot that, of them. Tiger made King was not. That was their own. That was their own. Tiger King. Um, I think they might have created. I don't. Squid recall Game that. already existed. Actually, no, because Tiger King. Um, not to get in too much of a tangent, because we've done a lot of that this episode, but a lot of that footage and stuff had been existing for years, building into the creation of the actual documentary too. So something was in the horizon with all that footage. Sure, I mean that was the the point of it, but Netflix is the one that shot it to the stratosphere. Yeah, well, it was, yeah, it was pitched to them, and then they bought it and but it easily could have been hulu or hbo max yeah yeah it was also the product of at the beginning of the pandemic yeah that's sure, true sure, i don't sure. think that would have done nearly as well if it wasn't the especially because that was like a hey watch this for a week and we all just heard we're gonna be inside for two weeks and we thought that was it and it was like well this will kill some time you know what i mean yeah well i mean what about the aaron hernandez documentary they did too like y- you know like there there's no dunking donut sponsors in there right that was really good you should watch that so moving yeah. forward though before yeah. we get too far into this. So from that scene with the Dunkin' Donuts product placement, they then moved to sit at the bar. And this was like a, the most awkward joke. So now they continue to talk and they were talking about, well, what if it's not us who gets fired? What if we kind of almost in a way like have a sacrificial lamb, right? Someone to kind of throw to the wolves to get rid of instead. Like, who is it we don't like? And Kevin's like, how about Carl? And she's like, who's Carl? Oh, you know, the accountant. His name's Bill. Carl's his dead brother. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? And like, it's it's still got that, yeah. it still got that canned <laughs> laughter, but people are like, ha 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 like, the, like, what are you supposed to do there with that? Like, why would you say that? And then they had to follow it up with the button on the joke, which is like, oh, like, I wish I could take that birthday card back. Like, come on. <laughs> the document. But it's not like it wasn't, it didn't work there. It was just the wrong way to go about it. Not dead brother. That's just too morbid. It could have been like, oh, Carl. No, his name's Bill. Carl's the guy his wife left him for. Like something like that would be easier to swallow. Not to go so dark and be like his dead fucking brother. Like, oh my God. Yeah, like, come on. But again, that's this that's this kind of show where it's like, hey, we're going to make a bunch of weird, veiled gay jokes and then make a bunch of like, hey, I'm a fat guy jokes and then make a joke about a guy's dead brother. You're like, where it's are you going with this? It's an Adam Sandler production. They just have a bunch of jokes like in a bucket that they just reach in the bucket of jokes and they're like, where do we put this in? And, that, and a lot of that kept happening. And then as they're talking about Carl, the dead brother, the bartender just gives them both two butt heavies each without them ordering anything. And I was like, what? And it wasn't even like a matter of it being like their go to order. It was just an unspoken. He hands them the the beers with no order. And I think it was because they were both supposed to double date. But the bartender doesn't know that there was no communication there. I'm like, I feel like everybody if I don't know if everybody here has this, but like, I don't know. We had one bar where they went to all the time pre-pandemic, where we walked in, they had put two high life down. 
like because it was the bar it was the bar we yeah, always yeah because you're like to. the regulars or whatever yeah and you they, become yeah. like a cheersian type of thing or whatever right but it that'd be cool like... until the one day you want something else <laughs> that's that's happened happened with, that happened to me at dunkin donuts years ago like because the guy was so yeah. used to my order joe walks in and everybody goes dave <laughs> <laughs> how dare you <laughs> so yeah so i think the one thing that would have fixed that though would have been even if as they approached the bar if like there was just even a quick eye exchange between the bartender and like Kevin or Beth. And like, they just kind of like nodded their head and like rose, like, you know, two fingers up or something just to like signify that there was some sort of acknowledgement that they were going to order drinks other than this. Like they motion to the seats, they sit down and then the bartender just plops four bud heavies in front of them, which is another, did we even put that on our list of product placement? I think we mentioned it before. Yeah. You know what I found weird about this whole scene is like the dates weren't there. And like later you find out that like w- w- once they leave, they-, they left the dates behind. Why wouldn't they show the dates? Well, it was about Kevin. I mean, that- that'll come up later. It was about Kevin's date more than anything else. And no, no, I, work- I get that. But why not have them there? And then that would have explained that the bear being there. Or it's like she could have even just been the beginning and went to the bathroom or something like that. Yeah. But you, you never you there. never see them to even realize that they like they leave. Them right. There. Like, yeah. And they never address her guy frank at all at that point either it was like so that was like forgotten yeah you don't see him and you unfortunately that bar does not serve culottes but yeah so as they're sitting there with their four beers she asks about karen and that's that's him mentioning that um he decides to mention that oh by the way did i mention i'm in big brother now and he's not actually in big brother but he told karen that he is so now he needs beth to be aware of that so she doesn't blow up his spot and they talk about what was it, Hector? Yeah, Ooh, little Hector, he's, asthmatic Hector. Yeah, he's asthmatic and has and like stuffed owls. <laughs> I appreciate this because this is a real good throwback '80s sitcom plot where it's like I told this girl this one thing, and now I'm going on a date with another girl and her at the same time. Like it just falls into the perfect like shitty '80s sitcom plot. Oh, the line. two the two dates at once trope. Yeah, like it seems like it would fit very well on that. But uh, as they're sitting there talking, Jake calls Kevin and he's like upset. And all we know is it's about an Instagram story at the at that point. And Kevin doesn't even know what an Instagram story is. So um, Beth describes it as a post that's not quite good enough for like the main feed, which is pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. But again, though, more Instagram talk, like more. Yeah, it was the second time Instagram ugh. got mentioned on the. I guess that's already show. dated because a lot more people use the story than us now. Because a lot of people like TikToks and shit in it and all that. We we use it for the podcast. It's like which you can find at S one E one Pod on Instagram. I, I know what they're saying. The story people didn't use a lot early, but now I, I really do. I, I check the stories all the time now. Yeah. And uh, so they need to go head to him uh, ASAP uh, over whatever's going on. And then it goes back to, do we have time for culottes? And it was like, no, we don't have any time. And then the next scene, they show up with culottes in their hand. I almost threw my remote through the TV at this point. Like, I was so that was a happy. little That was a little yeah. cringy. You know what's funny, too, is they used, like, as far as I could tell, actual culottes. Because if you watch that cup in Kevin James' hand, he's soaked. It's like an actual cold, condensating cup. And <laughs> the table has a puddle on it. His hand is all wet. I'm like, why didn't they just put some fucking warm coffee in a cup? I don't think he sips it once. I kind of wish he just had a Boston accent and he showed up and it was also inside of a styrofoam white Dunkin' Donuts cup <laughs> outside yeah. of it. Just real shitty Boston. Yeah, so they show up and Jake shows Beth his phone. And you can see that Catherine was out to lunch with a different driver. It's like some female driver, uh, Jesse De La Cruz. And she 
the other racer actually tags Jake in the photo so to make sure he would see it, which is obviously an unnecessarily dickish move, right? But then he even calls out. He's like, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, but that's because he's a dummy. And that's the thing with that part, too. He's like, like oh, it was a good move. Like, I would have did that myself. And it was, but he's just dumb. And like, he should be hurt. But he, he's like giddy about it, even when he explains the burn on him. Well, he wasn't taught to be totally at peace when he was training with the Tibetan monkeys. Yes, which, yeah, so that was because of his big bracelet that he has, right? The uh, like monkey was, bracelet. Beads? Yeah. <laughs> who so, yeah. wrote this joke? And then who agreed to this joke? <laughs> Kevin James. And yeah, Kevin so, James. A bunch of manatees. With bunch yeah, so of for those of you who have not watched along with us, the Tibetan monkeys is who he assumed uh, made his bracelet. <laughs> Because he thinks that monks is short for monkeys. So yeah, he thinks monk is short for monkeys uh, and explains it like, yes, my name's Jacob, but you call me Jake. And monkey is, you know, monk. There was a room full of writers, a room full of writers. And everyone was like, gold, gold, gold. quit drilling, you struck oil. How? And that was the thing. It's like, there's points where he says things that make sense. And then there's times where he's just so dumb that it's uncomprehendable. It's it's one of those things where, like, they try to make a character, like, a dummy or whatever, but then they go so far where you're like, this dude shouldn't be able to drive a car or talk to people. Like, he's, right. either, he's either that dumb that he can't get through life or he's not. Like, you be- can't Because the thing ways. is, right before him referring to monks as monkeys, like, the thing he said right before that was, like, sound logic. He was talking about how... He needs to quit the team because he knows that Catherine's going to fire him uh, over this other girl to take over his spot. So he needs to quit so it doesn't get around in the community that he was replaced by someone better. So, you know, because then he's damaged goods, which is like makes sense and like a logical like, yeah, like he was thinking like and plotting and trying to be a step ahead. And then a moment later refers to monks as monkeys. Like, come on. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Can't have it both ways. It's rough. So then Catherine does enter and uh, they ask her about lunch and she immediately denies it. And then they show her the picture and she admits it. And it was, did, did this other racer, Jesse, did she not tag Catherine? Because she, she goes out of her way to tag Jake, but not the person in the photo with her. And even then, like, she's unaware that this photo even got posted because you would think if she's this, like, popular race car driver, she probably has more than, you know, a couple hundred followers on Instagram. So, you know, you'd think word would have got out if the owner of another racing company and her were seen together at lunch. Well, not only that but she went out to lunch with her and you would think that if they're friendly you'd follow them on instagram yeah unless you're trying to be secretive but even then like you think just the word would get out because it's a big deal for a big racer to be with the owner of another company that you know you might be changing teams don't forget though it's only her second day so she's like a nobody so people yeah. wouldn't know to follow her specifically that's a good call yeah she's not like a big wig in the industry yet and then true. again, I'm giving the writing too much credit. <laughs> That's also true. And at this point, Catherine does admit that she is going to give or intends to give the seat to Jesse. Um, and Jake's going to be without a job, basically. I'm on her side, by the way. Replace this idiot. So that's when Kevin said to her that you said you weren't going to do any big changes, and now you're doing this uh, big move before the paint is even dry in your parking spot. And then she's like, was that you who drove over it? Like another, this is very Netflixy joke, the delivery, all that. And, Unnecessary. Um, yeah, I just didn't didn't need to be like it's a serious moment. Like you're firing this kid, and it's like, did you drive over my parking spot when the paint was wet? And then they uh, they get back into it, and she's she's say, she's talking about how like there were three races that he didn't even finish, and Kevin's still defending him, and you know like we're a team, like he doesn't lose these races alone. If he loses, we all lost. 
and she's going over each instances and he has legitimate excuses for like two of them uh, as to why the race was lost and it wasn't his fault. And then the third one, which I believe was Richmond, was because she's like that. He's like, that one was on Jesse, uh, not Jesse. I'm sorry, Jake. That one was on Jake because apparently he got distracted looking at the clouds and one of them looked like Abraham Lincoln. And the audience thought this was hilarious. And then during that, Jake like motions his hands like to signify like the top hat that Abe Lincoln wears. Yes, the stove and the audience fucking lost it. They thought that was like the funniest thing. It was the loudest uh, laugh that the entire episode got. This can't be a real audience, right? This has to be canned. Yeah. Yeah. That's a canned laughter, too. So because Netflix like, was like, we decide this is funny. <laughs> like, yeah, because they were laughing at this. It was yeah. hysterical that this kid yeah. was pantomiming a top hat. Like, I also thought Kevin James' joke about it was funnier when he goes, uh, yeah, he had the mole and everything. It was crazy. <laughs> That's like I said before. He has this good way of like doing this like little like, you know, Quickly getting under his through breath, something. like yeah. like throwing in that like extra joke into it. Like He's good with that. He's good and he knows what he's in and he's trying to just move it along. Yeah. And so now Kevin's solution to this is that the two of them should have a one lap race to decide who's going to be like the driver for the team now, which Jake agrees to. But he says if he loses, he wants to make it known that he's already quit. And that was, you know, the button on that one. We get to the next scene where they're now at the racetrack and Kevin asks Chuck about the car. And Chuck's like, you always ask about the car. Why don't you ask about me ever? And then he's like, you're right, Chuck. How are you? He's like, oh, same old, same old. Again, very, very Netflixy goofy joke. Yeah, but I liked that joke though. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, like I like that joke. Yeah, I, like I, that. Like that. I like Chuck. <laughs> I didn't like that one. Yeah, I like Chuck and I like that because that seemed like, I don't know, more realistic and he wasn't like my wife posted on Instagram yesterday. Like he just made a joke about life with a real person. So even if the bar is not, the bar is so much I lower, think it was like know? the punchline was fine. It was like the lead up. The, the way they set up the joke didn't work for me at all, but hey. Well, they didn't beat that one like a dead horse. Either. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. The setup, a lot of the jokes on this show are are ass. Like they're just forced, like in. Like, how come no one said ass car yet? I'm really mad that no one has said ass. <laughs> we're wait, we're wait, now you did. It. Yeah, you're our pun guy. So now we get uh, <laughs> we meet Jesse for the first time. She rides up on a motorcycle, and they have. Uh, I don't know how she's old she is. She's gotta be like she's 16, yeah. right? Who just yeah, whistle? She's a professional driver. Yeah. Well, yeah. the show she plays Hey, you know it wasn't me. I can't whistle. <laughs> <laughs> you can't whistle? Barely. I can get like a woo, but I can't like, do a long <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. The That's a whistle. Do. I'd call that a whistle. That's a whistle. I can't do a long one. I watched a YouTube video to try to learn how to do this one, and no matter what I did, I did exactly what they did. Nothing. I'm trying to remember what was the what was the show or movie where someone was trying to teach someone how to whistle and it was like put your lips together and blow. I don't remember what that is now. It's gonna bother me. That's a movie. It sounds like you watched alone in the dark. This is uh, th- I swear. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna bother me. But it also starts with the girl showing up on a motorcycle at a raceway. Yeah. So yeah. So um. So she shows up and she has a little bit of an exchange with um with Jake and it was more like she was like in his head already, right? That was he's like, oh, good luck, and she's like, I'm already in your head. And she just like, they're going to decide who's going to go first. And it's supposed to be a coin flip. And she's like, I'm going first. And she just jumps straight into the car. Yeah, she's super and, cocky. And we see her take her lap. And she has a pretty good time. Does she do 29.3 seconds flat? Or that's not flat, right? Because it's 0.3. But 29.3 seconds. And she's going 161 miles an hour, I believe. Yes. And while she's racing, there was like the like the shot of her actually in the car. Like, it was fine. But for some reason, it looked really cheesy to me. But it 
I was trying to like, even to myself, I'm like, how could they have done this better? And then I couldn't really think of anything. So maybe I was being a little too nippy there. At least show a car going around the track. Well, it's a solo track. She's alone. The, the, the whole idea is that they just, they're showing up at night. Right. No I reason. want an external shot of a car driving is what I'm saying. I'm with Nick versus a static shot of her inside of it. Yeah. 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 They did that with both of them. And while she's going around too, Jake's under the impression that Jesse's into him. And that was the, yeah, she's into you like a shark's into a baby seal. That was the, the retort for that one. Didn't really land. Yeah. No. And so now she finishes. It's Jake's turn. He goes to jump in the car the same way. Can't get in. Kevin goes in and like helps shove his leg in. And it was like, oh, she did it. She made it look so easy. But it's like, you're a race car driver. That's how you get in the car. Right? Yeah, that so was you've, weird. You've yeah. done this plenty. So the yeah. idea that like you saw her do it and you're trying to emulate it isn't what's happening because part of your job is to jump in cars like that every day yeah, yeah. the frame is w- one piece right there's no doors that open yeah you car. have to no, jump in that way yeah is there a reason for that it's just a, I think it's safer because it's also not part of like that comes off the frame very easily so if it was a door it would be tougher to do that okay and there's a roll cage where you would in between you and where the door would be right a protection for like crashing and stuff right yeah uh this is one of the few times in the episode two where i genuinely laughed which is where uh they're tracking his race and the guy Amit looks to the girl and he's like it's gonna be really nice working with you really hard well she won't make fun of him for liking hamilton that's true so Jake's doing his lap, and uh, it, at first he was a little bit behind, but it looked like he picked up time and had... No, he was behind on the, the first lap. The first Not turn. The, it wasn't a lap. It was the thing where they do the pickup speed. They were only doing one lap. At first he was a little behind, but then he ended up catching up and did a, a officially win the race, right? The way it worked yeah, out. Yeah, by a full second. Yeah. But then immediately goes to celebrate, and his monk beads... <laughs> Break. This this <laughs> caught me when he just Dude, threw so. his hand up and the thing exploded. I actually laughed. I thought that was funny for some reason. No, that one got me too. And then he uh and then he crashed the the car as a result. So I was kind of confused with how that ended off. Like, was he fired yeah, by like, default? Technically, he won. But yeah, he won then the he race. Crashed the car. And I felt like it wasn't addressed clearly enough to end the episode because I didn't know where they ended off with that. He well, won. When you, cr- it's not like you blow out a tire on like a Honda Civic, right? When you crash one of those cars, it is very expensive to right. continually have to fix it to get. But the he still won the on. bet, technically, right? So he, he did. But I imagine a bet's that a that bet. girl. I mean, a bet is a bet, but she probably should have fired him for continually costing them that much yeah. money. So then um, the next scene is Beth and Kevin walk back into the shop where they see Karen. Kevin's date that he completely forgot about sitting there and uh, he forgot that he left her all alone at the restaurant. And then Kevin just starts like mumbling on about jalapeno poppers for like a few minutes, like because he doesn't know what to say to her. This was super weird. Like the jalapeno popper thing or? Well, no, the fact that she showed up to break up with him. At his job, like not at the restaurant. Yeah, like like she like text him like see you later i'm done like that's just just so weird because the way it played was like she wasn't even angry and neither was he yeah like she was like because because he's like i'm so sorry you know i'll explain the whole story if you forgive me and she's like i forgive you like i just but i still have to break up with you that's another thing i i don't i don't get it because they didn't show her at the beginning she he it was all all via text you don't see her on the date (laughs) she's not there so why pay this actress to come in for that when they, he could have got a text and go, oh, she, Maybe done. she like, comes back. I don't remember. 
I watched it all when it came out. I don't recall that, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I understand like her sentiment there, and she made a sound point, and it was just to kind of drive in how obsessed he is with work. But yeah, they could have used her at different points of the episode. And again, we've talked about this before in other shows. It was just sloppy writing, and it, it you know they didn't they didn't think it through enough. They they could have used her earlier in the episode. She could have showed up to his work and like gave him lunch one day, and that's how Beth found out that he had a girlfriend instead of just seeing his phone ring and picking it up or whatever. But I guess her coming back is a way for her to give him the seal to bring that joke back. That's them liking that Hector joke so much that they wanted to pay it off. Owl, yeah, yeah. Owl. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But but that's fine. You could do that but you could have introduced the character earlier so it means more when they break up because you've never met her before yeah i don't they're paying her either way get more scenes with her in it <laughs> but yeah it, yeah it closes out with the before she leaves she gives him a stuffed owl to give to hector so that was the first like smart joke that one i thought episode. was a good callback I, I like a good callback that, that one i thought was good and then from there, we see later in the night, Kevin's just sitting like alone in his office and he's watching like an old race on TV and Beth walks in and they start talking about how like essentially how it's all over with Karen now. And he admits that like Karen's right. Like he does acknowledge that he cares too much about like the team and like this whole like the race company. And Beth's answer is like, maybe you just need to find a girl that cares about the team as much as you do. And he's like, well, that limits it down to about none. And she's like, well, not necessarily. And or she said, like, I don't know about that. Or it was something even like I can think of one. It was something really yeah. over the top, like over the top obvious. She said, she said, I don't know about that. That was a direct quote, actually. But um, that was so that was the first time that they that I thought because I thought they did a good job of not planting seeds that they were trying to get the two of them together, even though it was like kind of the logical thing early on. That was the first time you saw anything like flirtatious between them, even though he was oblivious to it. Yeah, I took yeah. her as the annoying sidekick more than the love interest. But my thing there was, doesn't she have a boyfriend? Wasn't that already established? She wanted to go on double dates with him. But maybe that was all a lie. No, Frank. But it might be a lie, like trying to be dating him anymore, right? They may have broken up and she's Frank's in oh, for a Frank, surprise. Oh, maybe that's why Frank wasn't there at the date earlier. Maybe she's not being frank enough with him about this. <laughs> and then, um, so he offers to let her sit. Uh, he's oblivious to the fact that she's just putting it out there that she likes him, but... She offers to, you know, he offers to let her sit there and watch the race with her, and she agrees and sits down, and then after about a half a second, she's like, how much time's left in this race? Oh, about two and a half hours, and she's like, nope, and she just gets up and leaves, and that was the end of the episode. It was kind of a, I don't know, not that it was an awkward finish, but it was like a weird, for so many over-the-top jokes, that one was just like a little, a little low-key to end on. Well, here's the thing. That's a weird end to an episode in the different world we used to live in, where TV shows were weekly episodic. This is a streaming TV show where two seconds after the show, the next true, episode yeah. starts ended, playing immediately. Yeah. It says two, sense. three, one, next episode, and you're right back in it. They don't even right, get right. time to like get up and get a drink or something. So yeah, it's a good. I point. would agree that in a different scenario, that's a terrible way to end a show. But TV shows now aren't ten half an hour episodes. They're one five hour movie. And, that's true. Right. You know. So yeah. So that was it. That's the entirety of the crew. Um, the episode that was titled, I guess that cake did need to be refrigerated. Uh, so yeah, before we get into the green ladder cancel, I mean, what do you guys have to say about the show as a whole? I mean, any comments in general? We, we kind of got into it. We, we went pretty deep in this episode, but <laughs> I don't know, man, it honks. That's what I'll say. Like most cars, the show honks. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this in past episodes and for those of you who haven't listened yet, I would encourage you to listen to episodes like country comfort or the big show show that we've done in the past that were also Netflix original sitcoms, but th they're very formulaic, uh, formulaic. They tend to do 
the same things. The the comedy stylized the same. The joke placement's the same. The look is the same. The way they're shot is the same. They just kind of keep pumping these shows out. What the do you premise mean? There wasn't is no but... giant Maddie in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the big show. That's Kevin James' mama's guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they run like the script or something through like an AI. Yeah. Like machine. It's, it's like, so Nick, it's, like Nick said, it's an ag- algorithm. It's like literally just a, a, a Mad Lib. It, yeah. They just yeah. insert adjective here, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, that's how it goes. Social media site. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, like, website, there's a, in a way, a lot of sitcoms, even a lot of classic sitcoms, there's a lot of like, you know, classic, typical things that, that that are themes from show to show, and there's a lot of like, there is a little bit of a formula as to how these things go. But obviously, we all love sitcoms. There's a reason we do this show. When it's done right, it's right, and it, it's good. And you don't have to overthink it, and it doesn't have to be like breaking the mold and doing something super innovative. You can kind of do all the typical things, but the writing has to be there, the acting has to be there. All these things have to kind of click. Yeah, and like- these Netflix shows, they're just so. Pump them out, get them ready. We need we need four new sitcoms for this quarter. And they just, they grab whatever actor, they pump them X amount of dollars, they bring them in, they get the cast ready, the sets are done, boom, yep. boom, boom. Let's film them. We're going to film the entire season in a week, and then the show comes out. And, and that's how these things go. And it looks it. I mean, it just you can see there's no, like, care behind it. There's not, like, this, like, craft behind creating these shows. This should have been a slam dunk. I mean... Usually, occupation like sitcoms are pretty good. Like they're at a certain job, you get to know the people there, and it's just, it's such a lazy way of doing things. It just ruined it. Good cast too, trash. Yeah, and I'm I, Nick. I think it was you who said it earlier. Like I'm not the biggest Kevin James guy, but like I acknowledge when he's like decent and like he can act in the right circumstances. I think this guy just he does not say no. He just doesn't say no to roles. I mean, he probably got paid a fuckload of money to do this. Oh, I get it. I mean, like, how do you not say no? Like, oh, we'll give you $100 million to do this fucking Again, he's under that Adam Sandler Netflix money tree, too. So, like, you know, they they pitch them the show. And who knows? Maybe he's, like, passionate about NASCAR. And he's wanted to do something NASCAR-related for a while. You never know. But I mean, for every day we wake up and go, ugh, I don't want to go to work. He wakes up and somebody goes, hey, a flatbed truck full of money's here. You're a race car driver chief now, and you have to talk about cool autos. And he's like, oh, sure, why not? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to say no to that. Just let me know when to be there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Kevin James, here's your money. Now you're going to get hit by, kicked by a CGI ostrich. <laughs> and he's not the kind of actor that has like a, a diehard fan base that's going to be like, you sold out. Like, like that's his audience is his audience and they know who Kevin James is. And to be fair, I'd like to say that I'm partially Kevin James' audience. I really like Kevin James. I watched all of King of Queens this year happily. I've seen Here Comes the Boom on purpose. I rented <laughs> Paul Blart Malkop part I two. I weirdly like that movie. Paul Blart Malkop wasn't bad. Part one is good. Like part Paul two Blair. is Malkop pretty rough, wasn't though. bad. The second one's not very good. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry is an odd movie to watch, an odd movie to make. Boo, I watched it. I mean, like, I like Kevin James. I haven't seen The Zookeeper, though. Maybe that'll change things. That's my breaking point. That, that'll break you. It's bad. Enough. Enough. But yeah, so we've, uh, I think we've exhausted everything we could talk about with this episode. I'm going to guess again. I think I know how a lot of people are going with this one, but for the sake of it, green letter cancel, Gordo starting with you. Look at that smirk on his face. He did, uh, before he even answers, I want to, I want to preface oh, this God, by, know this he was going. the one person to green light the big show show, which is the last Netflix comedy that we did. When I saw it was 29, after I saw the intro and I saw that it was like 29 minutes and 37 seconds, 
I clocked out. This is a cancel for me. Ooh, okay. Didn't see it going that way. It was too long. Everything was just, we, we've gone over, we've beaten the dead horse um, with how all the bad points of the show. I, I will agree that I don't think Kevin James was bad in this show at all. Um, I think he was the only good part. It's just everything else was just trash. No, cancel, cancel. Joe, go ahead. I think Gordo just hit on a really important point that nobody has mentioned yet. This episode was almost exactly a half an hour long, which is maybe eight minutes too long for a sitcom like this. And you felt a lot of it. If they eliminated maybe a few Dunkin' Donuts and Instagram jokes and kept this thing at 22 minutes, it might not have hurt so much. I love Kevin James. It's a pretty decent cast. And Kevin James is good in this, despite what he's stuck with. But this is just an awful, awful show. That said, I did watch all of it when it came out. And if there was a second season, I'd probably watch that too. But there's no way I, in good conscience, can give this a green light. So it's definitely a cancel. Nick? I kind of wish I could yellow light this show if it were possible. Every point that was made as far as all the negative aspects are all on point. However, I did not hate this show as much as I feel like I wanted to hate this show. Kevin James did a great job. I think the supporting cast, with exception to Jake the driver, I didn't like his character at all. I think the rest of the ensemble was actually entertaining. And contrary to your point, Jay, as far as the Netflix production quality goes, I think this was one of the better ones. Uh, You know, ignoring the fact that it wasn't, um, they didn't have any like exterior driving shots for a car about, for a show about NASCAR, um, which I thought was really strange. There is something about this show that I actually did want to keep watching. I have to greenlight this show just off my raw feelings about it alone. I can't cancel it. I don't know why, but I can't. I said it at the top of the episode, it's because you're our resident NASCAR. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with the NASCAR. It's just, it just, there's something about it that I enjoyed. And as much as I would love, as far as all the shitty Netflix shows we've done go, this is in that barrel with them, right? But it's, I think it's at the top of it. It's not as bad as those. And I, I, I attribute that to the acting, I think, because they made shitty writing good. And I think, it, I mean, I, you guys have seen it, but I think as it goes on, depending on the story and stuff like that. I think it could be an okay watch, and I, I can't cancel it. Ferg. This show's a dumpster fire. I hate everything about it, other than Kevin James and Chuck. Um, I will never watch it again. I've had to watch it twice. Big fat cancel for me. Nothing else to say about it. All right, so for me, uh, before I get into how I'm going, I, I, I want to comment on a couple things you guys said earlier, but I didn't want to cut you off at the time. Gordo, as far as time goes, I think that was really interesting because I've noticed this with a lot of Netflix shows. They do not, because they don't have to, they don't structure their shows so that they fit that time format, that 22-minute sitcom to fit a half hour. But as a result, like when you watch any Netflix show, each episode is a completely different time. And I feel like just for their own sakes, just to be uniform, and because you never know what the future holds, like Netflix can become like an actual channel one day. You never know. Just like, just stick to the format sometimes with that stuff. No, I know what you mean. I mean, I feel like if it was like Joe said, if it was shortened to that 22 to 24 Yeah, maybe minutes, trim it down. It goes by a little bit quicker. Yeah, it goes by a little bit quicker. And I think that's where I would give it a green light. Yeah. And in then, that um, instance. And Nick, to your point, comparing it to some of the other shows, I do think that when you look at the show and we talked about it as we watched it, there were definitely points where 
a little bit of tweaking here and there could this could have been like a much much better show um whereas like country comfort which we've covered no saving that show no saving it there's nothing the premise everything about the show is wrong the big show show we talked about that show you could have had paul white potentially do a show that would be successful but that structure and the whole premise of the show also didn't work it, it you know it's too focused on the kids not enough about the adults but where this show this show could work is just it just needed something else the writing needed to be a little bit more clever some of the jokes had a punch a little bit different but it has a lot of potential but that being said i'm still gonna vote with the rest of the guys and cancel it because i did find it a little tough to get through I, it was a lot of eye rolling at some of the, at some of the jokes. It just wasn't, it was just too simple for me. It just didn't, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me at all. But Kevin James did have his moments. I think he delivers well. And I think there's like room for him to have a new sitcom that would work. Cause from King of uh, Queens, he had that other, what was that show that he had after Kevin that? Kevin can't wait. Kevin can't wait. That okay. There's a, a new single camera classic style sitcom in the works yeah. for him at Netflix already. Oh, is there? Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure we will eventually cover whatever that show ends up being. Kevin James, your next show. I I hope we. I want to see him step better. outside the step outside the character. Like I want to see like the serial killer Kevin James or something like that. You There's know? a I, movie about that where he's a Nazi serial killer. It came out last year. It's very good. Shut up. He's a well, Nazi skinhead serial killer in a cabin. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that one out then. Let's what see what we'll we'll chat like. after. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. What's it called? I forget the name of it. I think it's on Hulu right now. It's just called Kevin. It's the, the, the name of it's like a girl. It's like a girl's name or something. It's called Kevin can fuck himself. <laughs> so, so anyways, on that note, guys, um, one out of five green lighting this show. So sorry to the crew. You do not live on to see another episode with us at least. And, and in real as far life. as in real life goes, uh, you did not live on to see a second season because Netflix cut it off after 10 episodes. So that's it. That's all the time we have for this week. I want to remind everyone to go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to our social media, everywhere where you can listen to us. Please rate, subscribe, review, do all that stuff. Spread the word. Let everybody know that we exist. We love interacting with you guys. We love when you guys comment on our Instagram photos. So keep it up. We like uh, all that. Uh, We like interacting with you guys. So until next week, goodbye. I think we got the best Kevin James. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.